so that's it that's everything from last guys thank you for listening I hope you enjoyed this episode and this two part episode with Lars Gunderson he's a great friend of mine he's now back in Utah so we'll have to catch up again one day to see if he's back on his travels if he's doing something with his hands maybe he'll get involved with politics or something similar who knows it'll be great if you could leave us an honest review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you're listening and maybe share this with someone who you think might benefit more than you or as much as you I love somebody who is maybe not too sure about travelling or the long bus journeys or whatever in life just to hear different people's opinions of what happens when you go backpacking, when you meet different people, when you just do something in the in the world with your life. So please share this on your social media if you can. Thank you and have a bloody brilliant day wherever you are in the world. Gracias, adios. Tells to death every yeah. day. Yeah. 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 With recreational drugs... You need to know. I don't think any. Most things shouldn't be illegal, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> it, mo, I think everything should be basically legal, and you have to be educated and understand what you're getting into. Because I just don't want to be told that I can't do that. Yeah. Just because you think so. And what do you know? We have all these politicians in the states that are heavy religious people, and they get elected, and then they make these decisions, and. Nobody listens to the other side. It's all red versus blue, Democrat, Republican, Hillary, Trump, and it's yeah. it's just this nasty mess of divisiveness instead of coming together and we're all fucking on this little rock in endless space and let's try to make it a little bit better for yeah, next time. Yeah, make it better, yeah. I don't know. Do, what are, what do are you your do thoughts that? on the politics for America or... Do you even get involved in that kind of stuff? Or at home? Yeah, I just don't really get involved with it, to be Why honest. Why is that? I just... I, I think or I just, at I home, think, not I maybe... Yeah, I, just, I think I might agree with what you were just saying, and I'd rather it just work together to, like, try and make it a better place. And How do you think I'm, that can be accomplished? I don't, I don't know, and I've never thought about it. But I, I think the way it is, it's not just going to change, because... It is red versus blue, and that's the way it is. It can't just change the whole the way a country is run or the world is run. Yeah, it's got to be a grassroots. In my opinion, it has to be a grassroots kind of thing where everybody stops splitting themselves up, and that's what you get when you're talking about traveling is that you realize that other people are... It's not everything scary out there. Yeah. It's, everybody's kind of in and on And it's not, it's not them and us either. Like, no. It's not red versus blue. It's no. like you could be mates with somebody who has different opinions and, and that's thoughts. Okay. And yeah. that's beautiful. It's better. I don't want everybody to be the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How boring, boring is that? Yeah. Every, how about a yes man? You ever been around one of those people that just says, like it just agrees with everything you say? You're like, good God, man. Have a, can we talk about something? Can we have some kind of level of discourse where it can still be beneficial for both of us but we can disagree <laughs> on something fuck man all you do is say yes to everything i talk about or everything the group talks about and it's so fucking obnoxious and boring so i like that people are different that yeah. brings a little bit of little bit of spunk to the universe and to your life Ugh, everybody being the same but where it comes an issue is you just totally close off from that other yeah, side yeah exactly do you have any brothers or sisters? Yeah, I've got an older sister. She lives in Seattle. Did you guys visit Seattle, right? Yeah, we did actually. Yeah. Did Did she ever travel and stuff? No, no she, she had just... a she had a kid at a really young age. A really young, it's nineteen. Yeah. But 
it was in like 15, but she had a, a kid at a young age with, uh, uh, how do I explain without sounding like a com- complete asshole. He just wasn't ready to have a kid. Right. So you get these situations where my sister didn't have the uh, chance to go out. And yeah, 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 yeah. Opportunities. Yeah. What about you? Your brothers and sisters. I have two brothers and a sister. Yeah, two brothers and a sister. Did they travel? Not, not as extensively as I have. Mm. But they have done travel stints. No, but not so much. Like it's, it's always been a bit like in between uni or. Uh, like a summer or something. But my, my brother moved to California, so that was a big step. Uh, but how old's your niece or nephew now then? Nephew? Oh, uh, they're fucking beautiful. How old are they? There's uh, more. Or? It's one. Yeah, one. One, uh, one is 10 years old right now. Um, he's a fucking. I, I think about him and just. I want to learn more from him. And yeah. I want to figure out his thought process because he's so sweet and so beautiful and the way that he interacts with um, so he has a kind of a stepsister situation just the way he interacts with her and then how he can be around adults at the same time it's just like how does somebody that came from a single mom situation and there was a lot of yelling and he's seen so much yelling and screaming and fighting and still come out as this beautiful, gentle being and so he's just a super athletic, smart, funny. Like I can go and uh, hang out with him for two days. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not hanging out with a ten year old, I'm hanging out with my friend. Yeah, yeah. I'm not hanging out with my nephew, I'm he's hanging out with my pretty my buddy. Mature. Yeah, he's there and we go do fun stuff together and I enjoy watching the the wheels turn in his head when I ask him questions about stuff or when he's learning something new. It's just so interesting to watch a person that will go through struggle and pain and happiness and love and uh, all the other characteristics of being human and watching that kind of thing develop from an outsider's perspective because I'm there but I'm not yeah, in yeah. there. You know, yeah, he's not growing up so in your house. Project, like, yeah. Yeah. When you're so close to a project, you don't really see it for a lot of things yeah, that are yeah, out yeah. there. So he's a magnific- magnificent person. How often do you see him? Would you say? Uh, do you go there or do they? Uh, it's a come little bit. I probably see him about three or four times a year. Yeah. And that's I'll, my part of my plan was to when I get back to the states is go hang out with my sister and my nephew for a week or two. Yeah. Just, yeah. just hang out with them because I every time I go there I'm on vacation and I have other shit going on in my head. And, just want to get there, and after the first couple days subsides, then just kind of be there. Be you know? with him, yeah. And there's just something so fulfilling about being around a fucking kid like that. That a little legend. Yeah, you're just. And I feel like most kids are like that. Most kids are just. I don't know. He's just. He's just great, and to try to relate that to my life as when I start complaining or feeling sorry for myself, like. My fucking ten-year-old nephew has seen all this shit, and he still has a positive outlook on yeah. things. What is going on in my fucking head? Where I'm such a, I'm having a pity party, and man, my life is so yeah, hard. Yeah. And instead of looking at the positives or the silver linings of the situation, I would just be so like everything's negative right now, and that negative train is so has so much momentum so fast. And so watching a, a kid like that that's been through so much is just a lot of a, 
They're very interesting to be around. Very interesting. Do you uh, do you think that uh, he he will travel when he gets? I I I have no idea, but I will definitely. He's, would you encourage him to do it? I, th- I would encourage everybody to do yeah. to travel. Because that's what I was saying to Jake earlier. Well, you were saying in Utah, like mm. nobody does it. Like none of your family have really done it, and like no one you know is ever gonna mm. quit their job, or whatever. Mm. But that's like it's not. And well, we we were saying it as well actually about um, like just by your nephew looking up to you, which he would do even though even if you don't realise it. Mm. The, uh, he, he, he'll see like your trip you've done not necessarily now but like in five years he'll be asking you questions well you went over to Colombia and you did this that yeah. and he'll be like oh that sounds so cool and you and he'll see the way you speak about it which will be like positively and like with probably with a smile on your face and uh, like he plants little seeds in his head to like go and do that sort of stuff yeah. Yeah. which his mum might not want him to do but <laughs> however if she wants him to be happy then that could make him happy it might how, not but it could to, how many yeah. things have we done that our mom didn't want us to yeah exactly <laughs> but that, that's part of growing up isn't yeah. it and for the uh, and well, I, I was saying to Jake like, how many people you can like inspire from Utah to go, to just go travel now like in your community there might might be people like for example I don't know if you're religious but in a church or like who went to your primary school if you have a small close town or something like that and there's it, it can like change the culture of of the small-mindedness which I, I perceive you to be talking about. So. Yeah, it's pretty rare. So if you were to talk to a couple 15-year-old kids, what would you tell them about traveling? What would you? I'd tell them to go and listen to the More Than Backpacking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nice little plug. <laughs> uh, no, I would, I would tell them they have to go and travel or try it. Don't decide before you try it. And just because it can expose their mind, and it's, you don't really, you don't really need to say the the benefits as such. Like to be honest, you could sell it probably by them the photos and stuff. But then, like we were saying, the people you meet is is when you go on the trip and you meet the people and you think, oh, we make good friends with them. Well, like they're interesting people. That like you can that you can. Uh, and you're living the benefit, aren't you? When, like, right now, like, I'm enjoying talking to you after the weekend we've had on the Caribbean island. Yeah, how much time have we spent together? How much time have we actually sat down and talked? Right? Yeah, yeah, but, like, it's, it's the... Really nice. It's the, uh... It's like you're living the experience. But, like, I've got a 14-year-old brother. Mm. Okay. So, like, and it's, it's hard for me to not be at home with him, say. But, like, if I was just at home, I'd just be living like most people do at home. And it's not, like, the best example for him. Where It's not that he would, he should be going and doing this exact trick for this exact amount of time and doing everything that, I should, that I've done and will do. But it's, like, exposing him to something different and something other than just what he knows at the moment as a 14-year-old boy in Essex, which is our town. And, uh, and like other people that he might be around who don't do like this traveling like, so he can be exposed so that's what I think living it is the what you have to do especially so, especially if somebody's looking up to you like I know like your nephew would to you and my brother does to me so so just exposing them to the idea of it yeah it is yeah. Them because it travel, not everyone likes traveling no and that's okay so yeah and it's yeah, fine cool. that's why a lot of people might see that I'm away for so long I would encourage people to travel and, and say 
oh but like, I don't like that but like you can't decide before you try it just try it like you only need to go for a week like yeah. see how many people you meet in a week see how many good things you do in a week how many good conversations whatever how many bad things happen how yeah, many shitty yeah. things happen or, that you weren't expecting and then you overcome those or find a different route and then you meet these like cool people through that like yeah. a shitty situation and then you a, laugh about it like, and, you and, laugh. and then you realise you're okay exactly. everything for the most part you're gonna be okay and uh but I mean, like like you said, try a, like a pottery class, painting class. Like, do try something like that. Like, I, I mean, I've never tried that. No. I, I'm not saying I wouldn't enjoy it. No. In fact, I think I would enjoy it. Yeah, same. But that, that's just like being optimistic and open and so like trying new things, really. But some people be like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Why do you think that. that is? Why do you think people are so closed off? Sometimes. I don't know. Maybe they lack confidence and worry about what people will say about them when they try something. Yeah, I guess. Why does that matter? Why do you think people? Why do you think it matters so much what other people think? I don't know, but it's a big. It's, it's a, a big it's, a, it's a big yeah. It's a, it's a big question. question yeah. yeah. Like, cause it's it's huge. Loads of people don't do stuff because it's, they're scared of what other people think. Like a podcast. Like, really. They're just scared of being judged. Probably because they're judging others. Probably. Or, yeah, I mean, from what I've... My experience is people don't think about you as much as you think they do. No <laughs> People near. don't care about it. And, so, if, and even if they make fun or something yeah, in the not, moment... It's all a jest. Like, and an hour later, they really don't give a shit. And but you might hold on to that thing. Yeah, <laughs> but like you need to be aware that like, people will yeah. make fun of you and then, or whatever. I think there's a lot to that. I, like... If you can't laugh, I can't remember where I heard it, but it said, laugh and the world laughs with you, cry and you cry alone. Yeah. So, yeah, it's true. Taking things in stride, laughing. If you do something silly or something stupid or say something dumb, accept it, laugh. That's how people get over that situation more than the person that freaks out and storms off. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. really, you're just doing it, like you said, by yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone else is probably still laughing. Yeah, they're laughing at you, and then that situation will subside and... Somebody else will, like, do something silly or something yeah. that will happen, and... You go again. It's just that... I think it's more taking things a little bit less seriously and yeah. being more accepting of the moment and what is what is happening. Because if you hold yourself, tie yourself off, and like, oh, man, I need to do this, and somebody's going to laugh at me if I do that, it's like, who fucking cares? Nobody cares. Nobody cares, yeah. Nobody thinks about you as much as you think they do. So just do something. That's do what something. I think. Do something. If that's what... If there's anything that I could say, it's do something. Yeah. Do something new. Do something different. Do something that will challenge you and make you think differently. And that's how you get the, the fulfillment that you need. Kick. That little, yeah, that little, that little boost that everybody's looking for through whatever... And that's, and it'll be a long-lasting kick. It won't be a, oh hey, there's what the rock is doing. That's nice, and then move on to the next thing. It'll yeah. be a, this is what I learned through pottery. This is what I learned through my marathon training. Because it's not just the marathon marathon training, and then life stops there, and Ooh. you didn't learn anything else out of it. You learn maybe how you can push yourself differently. Maybe different things on how you carry your like your breath and how much that matters when you're running or how much that matters when you're doing an exercise and and it doesn't stop there. You can 
yeah. take it with you to other places. Yeah, it's just a vehicle, isn't it? To, yeah. to like progress. Like, That's exactly like, a great like, way to put it. Like traveling is as well. Yeah. It's the vehicle to grow and to learn. Yeah, it's just a, a way to get things done. It's another tool that people can use to, to move forward and get something accomplished. I don't, I have no idea of what, I don't know what the recipe is for a person to be happy and then they, everything's hunky-dory and forever, yeah. but I don't think being happy is the goal of life either. I don't, I think, because what does happiness mean? What makes me happy sitting down and watching TV makes me happy now, but yeah. two days from, or tomorrow when I had, I was like, fuck, I should have done this and this and this, and now I feel sad. So I don't, the goal is not to be a happy person, the goal is to be a challenged person and uh, moving yourself, and that's the way you get the fulfillment. That's yeah. where you get there. It's not being happy. I'm not happy sitting on a bus for seven hours, but what do I get to do on this yeah. bus for seven hours? Different what was... Would I have ever done this without this bus for seven hours? Yeah, no. exactly. Yeah. Probably not. Well, that's like, I was saying, I think to Ryan as well at the start, he was like, oh, seven hours or whatever, and I think the, the average backpacker is so easy to moan about that seven hours, but, like, I honestly enjoy these travelling, these travel days, say, because I see this as, like, the journey to the destination. It's like the progress in life. Like, I'm, I'm getting closer to Cartagena, and this is... This is part of, if you want to go backpacking, you have to do this. You don't just get yeah. to Cartagena, you don't just get to Colombia. You have to fly somewhere, you have to get to the airport. Like all, I, I love that bit because it's all part of getting somewhere. And then when you get somewhere, it's all about the journey of getting to know somewhere and doing the best things there, meeting the people there. So like, it's almost what you were saying about being challenged. This is like the challenge now, isn't it? Like being, what do you do? Do you sleep? Do you like talk to people you read you do like you find, find out a find, little bit about yourself yeah too. find you what do you, you sit there stare out the window and think and see what happens that's and, one of my favorite questions to ask somebody like if they had a long flight it's like what are your what did you do on what do you like to do on flights yeah because you can find out a lot about a person by what they do on a flight do they listen to a podcast do they write do they read do they just look out of a window yeah. and that tells you a lot about a person and those are good avenues to take somebody down and or is it somebody that they wanted to watch a, a movie or something? Yeah. And, uh, and I can ask questions about the movie, and then you find out more about who they are. And that's the part of the, the beauty of that, that seven-hour bus ride is nowhere to go. Yeah, you're no, nothing. The yelling, being upset will not get this bus to move any fucking faster than it is right now. What are you going to do to pass the time? What are you going to do? And that's... What do you normally do? Um, that's a great question. Sis. <laughs> Um, it changes. I if I don't get too car sick, I like to read. Yeah. I found a new affinity for reading uh, really, since yeah. I started backpacking. Crushed, not crushed, but I moved through five books in three weeks. Really? God, blimey, that's that's good. Was, no, yeah. Five Wait, do you do you carry five books with you, or do you? No, do you I was change just like fucking, and I had no idea what I was reading when I first started. But no, but where do you get? If you right now, book you're, exchange. oh, you book yeah. exchange, yeah. Or I'll get it from people like Mads and Emma we're yeah, traveling okay, with yeah. and then uh, they just were like, this book's good. And I started reading it, and the first book I received was from uh, Colin, uh, our, our buddy, and then uh, I learned so much. And What book was it? Just that um, It was uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, so it was about the Native Americans. Um, they had a, a certain tribe got moved and kicked out of their homeland. Sad story in and of itself. 
but where they were moved to by the government, by the U.S. government, actually had a shit ton of oil. Oh, really? So they became like the most rich people per capita in the world. Wow. And it just goes through how they were murdered for their money and how like the government kind of made made it so they couldn't spend it how they wanted. And, and it was just so interesting for me to learn. And I was like, if I would have looked at this book just at home, I never would have read it. Yeah, yeah. I would have yeah. been like, oh, that's interesting, and then toss it to the side. But because I had a fucking five-hour bus ride, because I was sitting on a beach or sitting in the middle of a jungle with nothing to do, I'm reading this book. And what my thought was is that I wanted to start not necessarily like book report, but like while I'm reading, I want to write what I'm feeling sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. and get it out there and then so instead of just that book that I had I have this collection of my thoughts on the book yeah, and yeah. then I can go back to those it'll take me longer to finish the book but that's not the purpose the purpose isn't to read the book as fast as I can no, yeah. the purpose is to enjoy it and learn something it's new it's not a numbers that. game yeah so um, that's have you started that that book? no have you started writing no, that no I'm, the, my plan is to do that right now because I'm reading a, uh, a book about um, the Chicago Police Department out of Illinois and so it's a bunch of little excerpts of just everyday things that happen to the people that are in the street, that are detectives. And I've had a negative... What happened to police? Yeah, like their experiences, like some of the stories they have. And my perception on police has kind of been jaded because I am a stoner and I do like like doing recreational drugs and I feel like that's the man that's against me. Yeah. When in actuality, these guys are fucking amazing people that yeah. are doing something that I could never do and somebody has to do this job and reading those stories puts in perspective how I could have a little bit more sympathy and a little bit more empathy yeah. towards a police officer that might have made a really terrible mistake and yeah he fucked up but what made what pushed him to that point and they'll talk about how they're always on edge and they have to be it's a survival technique yeah, so yeah. they when they're walking up to a car, they always feel like this person is going to be the person that's going to kill me. me. And so I've never, I don't think about those things. So I want to start doing that with the book, but it's heavy, man. There's a lot of things on there that are hard for me to digest because I've never seen those things and I've never had to um, deal what, with those so things. I, what, so it's hard for you to actually understand? No, to it's have not the hard to understand, but like, it just puts me in a very high emotional state. Like right, I put yeah. myself in their shoes and I yeah, try to put tough. myself where they are and I'm like, Fuck, man, that's the. They'll be talking about like raping a bunch of kids. Yeah. Like, like they caught some guy doing that, and then it came back to my nephew. I was like, what? What if I were in that situation? Yeah, and now, like, now I don't have that like super negative feeling towards a police officer. I feel like this is just somebody that has probably the worst job on the planet because nobody likes you. The pay isn't that great, and you see the the bottom of the human society every day and that sort of becomes your perception because that's what you're exposed to every day so I would really like to start writing out what I'm feeling when I do that maybe that'll help the book go by easier because like you were saying when you get your thoughts out then I can just it's on paper and then I can start moving through it do you read you read pretty often or I guess what do you like to do on long bus rides or plane rides Um, on my bus rides I probably listen to podcasts Mm, if I've downloaded enough I still haven't figured out how if a podcast is downloaded or what (laughs) to be honest I don't know but I just let it play because normally when I press pause and press play then I've got no Wi-Fi and it cuts out yeah uh, yeah, so 
I, even when I'm not up for a podcast, I'll put on like a short one, and you always learn something. Like they're just so good. I love it. And uh, so yeah, generally, I don't. I I tend not to read because I would get see casting. Yeah, it's hard. I I don't do it that often, but yeah. And then like if I, and then sometimes I listen to music or like try and talk to people or whatever, depending on the clientele. What kind of podcast do you listen to? I listen to a lot of business and personal development type podcasts. Mm. I've got one for you actually. I think you'll like it. Okay. It's like personal development, but they go like quite deep into like why we do what we do and mm. stuff like that. They're they're two American guys. <clears throat> and. Uh, what do you get out of those? Or what do you like? I just always feel like I learn something. These guys, I love it, because they're like an hour and a half long sometimes. Mm. And, uh, well, actually, that isn't actually quite that long, is it? Them Joe Rogan ones are like three no, hours those long ones sometimes. Are three hours, and I love every second yeah. of them. I love the I need to get into two and a half hours in when they're talking about stuff, because you can see that the, the microphone doesn't exist anymore to yeah. them. There's not, they're not just the going, interview. Yeah. They're just yeah. two humans talking and... My favorite part is that they say stuff that sounds stupid sometimes, and yeah. I say a lot of things that are sound stupid, so it's relatable. And yeah, yeah. Because that happens when you're in open conversation. You might say something that's stupid, or that you look back and you're like, "Oh man, maybe I yeah. shouldn't have done it that way." But that's another fucking thing for you to learn and to yeah. do. So, the, I mean, that that I really enjoy those. So for the the personal growth podcast, have you always had a thirst for? Have you like since you were younger, since like this for stride yeah. to improve? And, yeah. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. yeah. I've always enjoyed it. I've always just understood it and got it and like relate to it and want to do it. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Where do you think that comes from? I don't know. My my dad exposed me to it. I think. Mm. How so? Because well, I'm into business, and a lot of a lot of the people you follow in business are aware and into this personal development type thing. And I think maybe like yoga people would be into it in terms of like how you act. It just might be. A, a mm. bit different from a different angle because mm. it's not to like make money as such it's mm. more to like become a better person but the uh, yeah I don't know I, I've always I, I say I'm addicted to growth like I just love it and I, I love moving forward like what we were saying and uh, and then when you always learn something from these podcasts and you feel like you're in the room with them don't you because be- they're between they're between my ears basically mm-hmm. when you're on a podcast yeah so you, you, you're literally responding to the questions or the conversation. And, but they're, they're good. They, they, uh, they go pretty deep into some topics, which, are, which is good. And, uh, yeah, I definitely like... I prefer those. I like the, the free-form conversation. I like the introspective thought. And that goes into any aspect of a person. I enjoy people that think about why they do things and mm. think about some of the more difficult questions in life and that's where I have a disconnection with religious people is that um, they're always so sure about what the fuck happens with life or why we're here and that that just drives me fucking crazy because you have no idea the yeah. ignorance of you to think that this religion that is at most for most religions 2,500 years old for you to have the fucking audacity to think you figured it out when we've been having in this human form homo sapiens for 500,000 years so does that mean the first 475,000 years were wrong? are you fucking kidding me? 
or 499.7, whatever the fuck it is. Are you telling me that those people were wrong and then you just figured it out and that's, ooh, that's easy now. That's, life is, I know what happens after I die. I know why I'm here. It's because God put me here and God has a plan. And that takes out so much thought and it takes away from you trying to figure out what you think and instead of being told what you think. And that's where I have a disconnection with the, the religious people. And I don't know if you're religious or not, but I don't... Yeah, I want to be a priest. Oh, you look like <laughs> You look like you'd want to be a priest. Those, uh... It's just a... I don't know why... I it's belief, why though, people... isn't it? It's, yeah. It's belief, that's, if you believe something... It's like if you believe your football team is the best. Yeah. Or football, like, it's something yeah. to believe in. It's yeah. some, and that's it's why... It's easy. It's like, yeah. oh... And then there's a group of people behind you that think the same thing. Yeah, well, like in the community, like yeah. people like to be part of the community. Yeah. You're comfortable and you feel welcomed and wanted. I am a Catholic, by the way. But, Me too. But yeah. Me too. I was an altar boy. Yeah, same. No ones. But the, uh, but like the belief. That's why, like, if you believe in something, it's like because religion is a like world-renowned. It's like famous. People accept if you believe in the religion if you believe in something like that mm-hmm. and then if it, really you could believe in anything it's, but you see, it's like people will be like why do you people accept that I believe in God because a lot of people do but really I, for example I could say I believe in myself and like which is a lot what a lot of people don't believe in they don't believe in themselves and their potential and their capabilities but if you if you put all that belief into yourself in that into into what that thing whether it's religion or whatever religion for example like think how strong that belief is but like and you can put that into yourself and I think I, I believe that I believe hey? that uh, like belief in yourself and having the belief that you can do something goes such a long way in terms of actually being able to do it yeah. and uh, but it's like you don't have the excuse people will make fun of you if you say well I believe in myself like this is my belief almost and I know it's a bit different but no, it's, it's, it's like do you know what I mean in terms of like how much more you could do if you believed so instead that, of if you put putting all, that, all the power in, in somebody hands. yeah not even like God though like it's, it's like about it's just like the accept, it's accepted to believe in like to have a faith or whatever and like to believe in something but like if you put that towards you you could like just push yourself more but it's it's like different isn't it it's a bit uh I don't even know how to explain it, but it's not, it's like the excuse, like people need an excuse to do something, like if you're like, fuck this, I'm quitting my job because my wife died, people accept that because that's a fair enough excuse, like, oh yeah, okay, his wife died, he deserves, he can do that, fuck it, but if you're just quitting your job, like, you're like, why are you going to do that, that's just so, like, unsafe, like, but the excuse isn't big enough, and, and he, he probably would them. Yeah, for them. And, the, the, and they, they get to decide if the excuse is big enough Yeah, or not. but then yeah. people don't do it because they don't feel like they have a worthy enough excuse for them either. Mm-hmm. Like, which is similar, like you're, you don't believe in yourself because you don't believe that it's a worthy enough excuse yeah. from their perspective. Like yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. That the whole putting power in someone else's hands about things that you do. I mean, even in kind of Eastern culture or Eastern... Like, you see a lot of girls in the States that are, like, fake and spiritual. Do you know what I mean? Like, they'll, it's like, believe in yourself, you can do anything, yeah. kind of stuff on Instagram. And then you're just like, oh, God, you're so... No, so, like, I... Uh, right. That's very common in this. But talk is cheap. Talk I always say, cheap. like, in America, like, just... 
and, and I've learned it. I've learned a lot, like through meeting Americans, through meeting non-Americans, and seeing like the difference. And like, it's just it's easy to be like rah rah. No, oh, it's basically. so easy. But then you see these girls that are like having some severe like insecurity issues, but then they're out there and they're pretty girls or in shape, whatever. And but then they have these deep-seated insecurities because they feel like they need that validation from from you to get that like. Yes, they're well, I'm doing this for you and when you get into the like the eastern spiritual guide there there's a, a girl i used to work with that would like face a certain direction and have like these plants and would like have these beads that they rub on and she'd be like this is my money tree this is this direction helps me like make money or whatever and i just wanted to go up to her and just be like no you're just fucking good at what you do yeah. it doesn't matter what direction you can be upside down just Stop! Stop putting so much into these things that are arbitrary. They just—it doesn't matter where the fuck you put a tree. You're just good at what you do. Look back in the mirror and just say, "Yeah, I'm good at what I do." Stop putting it out somewhere else. You work your ass off. This is you, and that's—that's that's what I think people are. That's what I think God is. That's what my belief is. Is people. It's your that your ability to have thought is God in its own way. Yeah. The ability to create life, to end life, to get new situations. It's everything that most people that have thought, they are God. But they want to put it on a pedestal for some reason and make it just out of reach a little bit. But when I die, then I'll get there. And then everything's hunky-dory and I get my own planet with God knows, like everything that I've ever wished for and and it's just like why wait what are you waiting for do all that stuff now yeah achieve those things push yourself but it's just easy and when we're talking about doing things in a community that's what I think people get out of church so much I think it's less of God and less of like the promise of whatever happens after you die and something about a hundred people sitting in a room together and all having kind of the same goal or the same thought process of that is that is church to me and that's that's okay and that's why I think people enjoy church so much it's not so much about the God and spiritual side it's that they're with a bunch of other people yeah yeah I don't know man I'm just a fucking <laughs> random kid from America <laughs> wandering through life <laughs> aren't we all yeah on this little ball of rock going not knowing what the fuck we're doing no hey who the fuck who knows what we're doing who knows what's right you can take a nihilistic approach and say that whatever we do doesn't matter you might be right in the grand scale of the universe and earth in general what you do for 75 years on it or 80 years doesn't really matter that much but I disagree with that that's not my thinking what uh, so just quickly yeah you know when you went to college yeah so like uh, Jake was saying the other day mm-hmm. that he would play in front of like your home ground wait you went to play the same team as Jake yes. at school yes. that's where you met right no we met in high school okay but, like, your home ground had, like, 30,000 people watching or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable. That is so sick. Yeah, you have to ask 
Jake more about that. I, I stood on the sidelines. <laughs> I, I enjoyed watching it from the sidelines. It was a lot of fun. Got to go to a lot of cool places. Went to USC, went to Wisconsin, went to these big fucking schools, and that energy's crazy, dude. Yeah, but I went to USC match last summer. The yeah. Coliseum. Yeah, dude, it's nuts. Crazy. And so much, like, walking through the halls, like, to go out onto the field. That was just the energy that you feel of all these fucking people. It's, it's, you know, like in England, we don't have college sports like that. It, college, nope. college sport is like a recreational thing to do to try and meet friends and it's a social thing yeah. because if basically soccer's the big sport so if you're that good at soccer you leave school at age 16 oh, and, you go, and you go full time with the club they give you a two year youth contract and then at 18 they decide if they want to give you a professional contract and if they don't then you have to figure it out and either find another club which is probably going to be like not as big a club or you do whatever and it's like it's a bit similar to say all, all these college students think they're going to make the NFL or whatever mm. and then they're stuck but like at least they got a degree say whether they whether it was a worthy degree or whether they went to class I, I don't know yeah, yeah but, they, they got it yeah. but like people leaving school at 16 thinking they're going to be a pro soccer player like they get given everything from a young age like they miss school when they're like 10 to go and play for a tournament in Madrid or whatever cause how does play- that usually turn out for them Oh, like, barely anyone makes it. Yeah. Like, because there's some, especially now in the Premier League in England, like the main league, so there's so much money which buys foreign players and gives them £500,000 a week. Ooh. It's like, like, an 18-year-old from London oh, isn't, isn't going isn't to beat them. There's like too much pressure on them. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, like, so we're playing in front of, like, 30, 40,000 people like as a college, uh, as a college student, it's just it's like insane to us. That's, that's like the pros do that. And that's not a big that's not a big school. I know, yeah. Well, that's Michigan, Jake. Jake was saying like ninety thousand. Yeah. Some people have like a hundred and eight thousand seat stadium, and they're packed to the brim yeah. every Saturday. Yeah. Dude, that that shit is fucking crazy. That feeling that those guys must have is. Because they're such young kids. They're, they're just babies, they're just aren't they? little man? kids. I mean, you're 19 years old and you have 108,000 people staring at you. Watching your every move. Yeah. It's 216,000 eyes on what you're doing. <laughs> Think about that. And then you're just... And there's so much pressure. You're yeah. Fucking, and then you either get it or you don't. And the electricity that's in the air and the... Yeah, that... The, college sports or something else and then you guys so you have the club and then you turn 18 and then you can decide or you have the option to go professional or not depending on how good you are what do a lot of the kids who don't go professional do after that so like they're either fucked and (laughs) they're like in the world they have to try and find a job try and see if they can get more education see it's like see what they can do they they might try and make it with a club in like a lower league where they can still play professional or like whatever it's like it's a big thing that they're they're 18 not educated and like for the past 10 years they've been told that they're going to be a pro footballer but it's a so like that, that, that it's almost like a big issue at the moment to try and make sure they're educated and stuff so what is the uh, solution to that you delay the ability to 
like no, it's just become like a it professional or yeah, what do you think the solution I, is? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not selling them the dream from like 10 years old. That's one thing to do. What do you but, mean? Like, so when they're 10, they've got it all. Like, they've got physios, they've got all like the gear, the, the pros wear, like, they, like the new boots if they want it and all stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, at 16, they're going to leave because the club pays... Like, they could be the next Messi. You know who Messi is, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So they could be the next Messi. So the club wants them at 16. Like he'll, Messi probably got a pro contract when he was 16, 17. And uh, so just in case there's the one Messi, they get them at their club. But for everyone who gets that pro contract, there's, like, ten others who are out on the street. Yeah. Have, have you known anybody to get turned down at 18? My cousin did, yeah. My, okay. my cousin. He then he went and played like different teams. He played different countries. Went and played a little bit. He's a teacher now. No, no shit. Yeah, so he so he's done well. He's got an education. I mean, a lot of it comes down to your parents if they can hmm. like support you, and also some parents they like think think they make it as a pro before the the child has, if you know what I mean. Oh god. Which Isn't is that, like uh, yeah. that makes me sick, man. But I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, dude, that, uh, the parents, that's a different breed when you come into a higher level of competition. But who, uh, like how many make it into the NFL from college? Well, Less I mean, than 1%, something yeah, like that? It's, it's, it's crazy. So for Jake to make it, I, that's fucking hard, man. For somebody to make it into the pros and make money is fucking difficult. Yeah. What, did he make it? Did he get drafted? He didn't get drafted, but he played for Packers for their summer camp, and then he got to last cuts. Oh, did he is, really? Yeah. That's which, sick. Yeah, I mean, people are like, oh, you made it to, you didn't even make the team. It's like, I don't think you fucking understand the caliber of athlete that is on an NFL team yeah. for people to uh, put their noses up at it. But And yeah, like, you're a, thinking he's, like, he was what, like 21, 22? He was 20. He was 22 at the time. Yeah, I mean, you got like experienced professionals, seasoned pros. Yeah. Who like you're gonna be competing against? It's yeah. not. It's not like you can just walk into a team like when you're 18 yeah. and something. Yeah, he uh, he did that, and then uh, so he got cut there, and then um, became a linebacker in the Canadian Football League for a year. Oh, uh, was he? And yeah. then, then retired. Yeah. Yeah, he. Uh, I think he had a lot of body issues like his ankles fucked up and his knee and shit yeah which is very fucking common yeah the way that some of these guys play I will have no idea yeah it's crazy it's gotta be some, something I don't know it doesn't make sense to me that's sick I didn't know yeah you should talk to him about it he's very humble about it though he'll probably yeah. deflect and then ask you a question about your <laughs> whatever you're doing so you gotta pry a little bit you gotta dig He'll, he'll open up and he'll talk about it talk about the experience he had and the people he met and he said all those most of those professional guys are so fucking cool yeah they've just made it they don't they realize you don't need to be a dick anymore yeah. or have to be a dick at all when you're at that level because you just are so aware of how good you are and you don't need to be a dick yeah something good to ask him though Alright. Fuck me. I know it's when you're having fun, baby. I'll do it again. Alright, so I, uh, well, I end the podcast on 
three questions. Yeah. First question is, what is the, what is your most favourite place that you've visited thus far? So let's call it on this trip. Yeah, that's far. Mm. I mean, it could be in the US if you want. Uh, no, outside the US. Outside the US. Outside the US. Okay. Um, probably El Valle de Anton in Panama, inside that ancient extinct volcano. Something, something in that area. Just everywhere you look, you're like, "Fuck, I'm in a goddamn volcano <laughs> right now." And it was so beautiful. And we were just walking around the town and just walking and looking at all this amazing landscape and then you see the locals there and see how people are living and it's so it was so interesting inside of an extinct volcano which yeah. is probably my favorite so far where is that? El, El Valle de Anton it's uh <laughs> shit Didn't so even know about it. let's say Panama City is here it's just up here in the, right. it's like a 45 minute bus uh, bus ride or no yeah 45 minute bus ride from uh, Santa Clara, or San Carlos, San Carlos. No. Let's see. Uh, all right. So, do you think that traveling has changed your perspective on life, in a sense or two? Yes, or it has. Y- yeah. yeah. Uh, Why? It can be like the obvious answer that most people do, despite you having different thoughts to your average person as well which is um, fine I like the microcosm of life inside traveling friendship challenging not everything's going to go your way how are you going to deal with it how are you going to make the best of a situation what are you going to do to make it improve how can you make it improve and all of those things that are within traveling and stuff that you have to do on a daily basis is in your in a lot of people's lives and stuff that you'll never you'll never unlearn these tools yeah it'll always be there even 60 years down the road you will still have a PCU that was on a bus to fucking anywhere you want to go you'll always have that feeling or that challenge that something didn't go your way the plane didn't take off when you wanted it to how are you going to deal with it what can you do if nothing, accept, sit, it. accept it, and what are you going to do next time, and what are you going to do in the meantime? Yeah. Kick your feet up, relax. Pura vida. Uh-huh. Well, uh, okay, last question is, yeah. do you listen to podcasts, yes. and if so, which one would you recommend for both of my listeners? <laughs> <laughs> um... Mom, Dad, you listening? You can listen to this. <laughs> um, I mean, the obvious is always Joe Rogan experience. Joe for, Rogan, yeah. I mean, just if you want to get a basis for everything, look at the details of what goes into the podcast. And if it's something that you didn't think you'd be interested in, try it out. Give yeah. it a listen. Or there's Bill Burr podcast. Fucking hilarious. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Is that a person? Yeah, it's the Monday morning podcast. He's fucking hilarious. He right. just has a lot of good insight. And he's, is he, he called the Monday Morning Podcast? The Monday Morning Podcast. It's quite a good name, isn't it? Like, yeah. Especially if it's, if it's a comedy. Yeah, so he's a, he's great. Um, there's also Aubrey Marcus has a really good podcast. I don't know if you ever listened to him, but he is the uh, CEO. You'd really like him, actually. He's the CEO of a uh, supplement company that uh, is basically into the same uh, progression and growth. And What's the uh, name of the company? Uh, it's called On It. On It. 
O N N I T. They do supplements and something that you can definitely check out. So he's the CEO of the company and he does a lot of psychedelics and uh, personal growth stuff through that way. But then he also has his uh, his business and they talk about the challenges he faces as a um, person that does all these psychological or psychedelic experiences where you feel like everybody's connected yeah. and one and love and whatever. But then there's the flip side of the coin where it's... Um, production and providing and stuff like that so yeah you'd really like that one yeah that sounds also cool. three i would say or chris ryan chris ryan dr chris ryan you listen to a lot of podcasts try to get around man traveler traveler yeah all right for the vida that'll do for today thank you Lars. much love hello everyone welcome to the more than backpacking podcast my name is damon O'Neill, and this is episode number 15 Today is another golden episode with Lars Gunderson and after he corrected me after the last episode, which was part one with Lars, that his surname is Gunderson and not Gunnarsson, so I must apologise for Lars for my mistake. Anyway, on the last episode we spoke deep about doing something in life and not just sitting on your ass complaining and Lars had some strong thoughts about this and in this episode we talk more about that and why people don't do anything. Maybe it's because they care if they're being judged by others but really, do these people care? It would be great to see what you think about this. Do people care about what you do, even if they do mock you for one second on social media or something like that? We also talk about being a role model to younger people and what we would tell them about travelling, which is ironic because I have a 14-year-old brother and Lars has a young nephew as well who we are both role models for. I've re-listened to this episode and when I did so I was absolutely loving it so I hope you love it as much as I did. I was learning so much from an intelligent guy who's on a great path of personal development himself and we also had a great laugh as well so I hope you enjoy part two of this episode and this conversation with Lars Gunderson.